Yo, so I just, I just, I recorded 35 minutes talking about imposter syndrome and Taco Bell. And I got, I got 35 minutes into this thing and I just stopped and said, I don't even know what I'm talking about. And then, so I stopped. But in the midst of it, I made a reference to the movie Big. I was talking about how <laughs> in, in previous roles where I've had a lot of work dumped on my lap, and just more and more, just here's more, here's more. Oh, he's he's keeping up. Let's give him more, 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 more. No matter how unreasonable it is, that's really the reward for you know taking the ball and, and running with it is you're just going to get more more balls to run with. <laughs> and confiding in, you know, close people close to me and saying, like, man, it's just I I'm 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 reaching a, a rapidly reaching a rate of burnout that's you know that I'm I'm not going to be able to just get up in the morning and keep going to this place without having like severe mental breakdown issues and then the response was like well you know the fact that they're <laughs> the fact that they trust you with all this important work that uh, says a lot obviously management and the upper uh, the upper level people uh They've got their eye on you, and they see there's a guy who can get stuff done, and eventually they'll reward you, and they'll promote you. And I'm like, no, they won't. That's not how it works. It's not – it doesn't work like that in the real world. You don't you don't bump into the president of the company running to the copying machine and then dance with him on a giant keyboard at a toy store the next day, and he makes you the vice president. Oh, you were in data entry uh, last week making 30K a year. Now you're the VP of the company. You're the VP of, uh, uh, of marketing. That's not how it goes. But people, people have been led to think that way. And, and I think maybe for a certain generation, it kind of did go that way. I'm not going to say who. I'm not, I'm not going to give too many hints. Maybe it was a, a generation that saw a, a boom of babies during a certain period of time. And uh, anyway, <laughs> where they could just walk, you know, all these stories that you hear uh, all over the place of like, oh, yeah, yeah, I will have my, my dad, my grandpa, my uncle, whatever, uh, is a baby boomer and graduated college and just walked into a bank and said, and wouldn't leave until they gave him a job. And then they gave him a job. And then he eventually became the executive vice president of blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not how it works at all. But in the movies, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> Tom Hanks bumps into Robert Loggia sprinting to the copying machine. He's actually an 11-year-old or a 13-year-old or whatever the hell he was. And then he dances around a toy store with him on a giant keyboard. And then he's the new head of research and development or whatever the hell they made him the, the head of. And, uh, you know, of course, they gave him Bob's office. Bob's office? Bob's office is bigger than my office. So anyways, this whole podcast thing that I recorded a few minutes ago and then just completely, I just stopped. I said, I don't even, I'm boring myself. So I stopped recording. But it made me think of, uh, we were, I, I watched Big last week. It's one of my favorite movies. I, I, it's a great movie. It's unbelievable when you look at so many of the movies, the childhood movies, that, that just the expectation. It's no wonder why people my age are just so grumpy with, so much of the shit that's on, that's in the movie theaters. That's why I just I hate almost everything that I see in the theaters because it's it's mostly just so crappy. It it seems like it's all made by the same person. It's like the same studio executive. It's just like watching WWE. Every wrestler 
has the exact same style when they wrestle in the ring. When they talk on the microphone, it sounds like the same person. It, all, it sounds like Vince McMahon. It all sounds like Vince McMahon. Why? Because Vince McMahon is the president of the company and nothing gets approved without going through him first. If he doesn't like it, it gets changed. If he likes it, you go with it. And that's why if you watch WWE, with a, with a few small exceptions, a few people who are performers who are, I guess, uh, old enough or untouchable enough that they can kind of do their own thing without a lot of oversight, like a Paul Heyman, John Cena, you know, some of these guys who have been around for a while and kind of, hey, here's a microphone, go go do whatever you want. You'll also notice they don't have a lot of veterans coming out with a microphone anymore because I think they Vince McMahon wants to control... S- so every every bit of what you see on television and it's so so produced and everything you can watch three hours of monday night raw every match is the same just everything the camera work is the same everything's the same the announcers i don't this is the first time like the last several years it's the first time in my life where i don't know who the announcers are in wwe because they seem to churn through announcers every few months and they they unplug one and they plug in a new guy and i can't tell the difference because they've all they've all been taught the same way of doing everything and yeah and that's i feel like movies are like that cuz they're all they're all superhero movies and they all they're pretty much all from disney and the ones that aren't there's a couple that are i guess from warner brothers the dc ones and they all feel pretty much the same. They all look pretty much the same. They all, you know, even if they're different, they're all kind of not really that different. But boy, oh boy, the 80s gave us some, there was some pretty amazing stuff in the 80s and 90s. I mean, Jesus Christ, Ghostbusters, Back to the Future, Ferris, but all the John Hughes movies. That doesn't mean they're all that great. Well, the ones I just named are really great, but I mean, big it's a it's a wonderful movie. I love that movie. And it's an idiotic, it's the most idiotic premise. And that's the thing about the 80s too. It was like, uh, let's see, here's here's an idea. Uh, this guy dies and then these two, uh, these two entry-level analysts go to his beach house and just carry his corpse around all weekend pretending that he's not dead. And nobody catches on at all. It's just this corpse uh, being dragged around by these dudes and everybody's like, oh, man, Bernie loves to party. He's really not saying much, but that's because he's so wasted, dude. And then you've got, like, uh, I can't even count how many movies they have where, like, a, the kid trades places with the grown-up. And then, of course, Big changed all of that because it wasn't a it wasn't a body swap movie. It was just the kid says, hey, I want to be a grown-up. And then he wakes up the next day, and he's Tom Hanks. And, boy, you didn't, you're a kid, and you don't really think anything of it. And, like... Nobody's really analyzing these movies too deeply uh, when I was a kid anyways. And you watch it as a grown-up and you watch it for the first time in a long time. You haven't really thought about it. And you're looking at it like, whoa, oh my God, this movie, this is just a movie about how a a 20-something-year-old woman rapes, statutorily rapes a a kid, but he's he's tricked her. She doesn't know because he is a grown-up. But that ain't gonna hold up in court when he gets that Zoltar machine and turns back into a kid. It's 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 a crazy, it's such a crazy movie. 
this guy, he, he turns his kid turns into Tom Hanks, and he goes and like, okay, he has to steal his dad's uh, some of his dad's clothes, and his friend steals some money from his dad's wallet and stuff. He gets a little motel in in, in the middle of Manhattan somewhere, and uh, and then and then he just goes and then he just goes to a toy company. With a, a fraudulent application, it doesn't. You talk about imposter syndrome. I just spent thirty-five minutes talking about imposter syndrome, and then I scrapped the whole thing. This guy, and it was about how I, a colleague said, the people with imposter syndrome are the ones who are actually doing their jobs and doing it well. In most cases, the ones who don't have imposter syndrome are most likely to be the actual imposters because they don't know any better. And this fucking kid, this thirteen-year-old. First of all, that fucking song that they sing. It, to me, it's like, is this is this just like Penny Marshall, who in the 80s was a million years old? Is this just her idea of like, what this is what kids do in the 80s? Yeah, they're little boys. They love stickball. Every little kid in the 80s loves to play stickball. Like, when was the last time anybody... My dad talks about playing stickball. He was born in the 40s. And I think I think stickball was going out of style when he was playing it. And you got these two kids playing stickball in in the late 80s in big. Okay, fine. They play stickball. And then they've got their own song that they make up, which is really like one of the dumbest songs ever. But of course, it's a everybody knows that stupid song, you know. Down down baby, down down the road goes, you know. That's a, that's a but is it they just made this this is just their song. And it, I was watching it with I was watching it with Kim last week and I'm like, I'm I think this song just sounds like it's about. It sounds like it's just about oral sex. Down, down the roller coaster, sweet, sweet baby, sweet, sweet. Don't let me go. Uh, ice cream, soda pop, vanilla on the top, and he's like swirling his finger around his head. What do you? What's that supposed to mean? That's some kind of. I don't know. That's some kind of like blowjob conolingus reference. It's sick. You're sick, Penny Marshall. You're sick. God rest your soul. You're sicko. Uh, <laughs> ooh, Shalita. Walking down the street 10 times a week. I said it. I meant it. I stole my mama's credit. I'm cool. I'm hot. Sock you in the stomach three more times. I think this is just, yeah. I think these kids, they, they come off as these innocent kids who like toys and games. And they're fucking, just like every kid in the 80s and early 90s, just like just like Kevin McAllister, is these little the little white kid sociopaths, because then he's they're playing stickball, singing about uh, you know, interpret it as you will, but this uh, down down the roller coaster, uh, going down down the roller coaster. I'm sorry, that's that's a, that's just a song about oral. It's 13 year old kids singing a song about oral sex. I don't care what you say. That's exact, and that's why Josh Baskin wanted so badly to get with Cynthia Benson. He had one thing on his mind. Why did he want to be big? So he could bang Cynthia Benson. Because he wasn't tall enough to bang her. He couldn't even be tall enough to go on the roller coaster. He looked like an idiot in front of the other ki- the kid who, who, who can drive a car. And meanwhile, Baskin in, in his selfish little greedy mind is saying, I'm going to skip through childhood just to be older so I, have a, so I have a huge dick so I can bang Cynthia Benson and get a car and drive her around so that she'll... So that you'll blow me. Ice cream, soda pop, vanilla on the top. Yeah. Uh-huh. I see you, Josh Baskin. I see you, dude. So, by the way, what's the first thing he does when he wakes up? 
when Josh Baskin wakes up the next morning and he's big, what's the first thing he do? He looks at his dick. That's the first thing he does. He tries to put on his pants and they don't fit. And he goes into the bathroom and then he looks down at his schlong and he says, whoa, doctor. I don't think, I'm sure that was just a deleted scene. I'm sure they, I'm sure that was in there somewhere. Josh Baskin, as Tom Hanks, Tom Hanks is Josh Baskin looking at himself saying, whoa, doctor. Vanilla ice cream soda pop, vanilla on the top, sock you in the stomach three more times. Yeah. Sock you in the stomach three more times. You know what that's about? Yeah. He got Shalita pregnant and she wouldn't have an abortion. So he socked her in the stomach no fewer than three times. I'm sorry to say, this is a very dark, this sweet little kid song from Big is very, very, it's incredibly dark. This is this is about yeah, it's very sexual. It's very uh, it's, it's very dark. Sock you in the stomach three more times. Poor Shalita, walking down the street ten times a week. Yeah, we know what Shalita's up to. Mm-hmm. And why did you have to? You stole your mama's credit. Yeah, because you found out that the that her that Shalita's pimp accepts Visa, Mastercard. And even Discover, not American Express. The fees are too high. So you stole your mama's credit card so you could uh, transact business with Shalita, who walks down the street 10 times a week. Yeah. And, uh, and, and then, yeah, and then socked her in the stomach three times. Disgusting. Penny Marshall. Josh Baskin. You little sick freak. Uh, so anyways... Josh Baskin goes to the amusement park. He's having a fun time. He can't bang uh, Cynthia Benson, whatever the fuck her name is. And, uh, and so he finds Zoltar, and he makes a wish. He says, I want a huge, I want a huge dick. And then he wakes up, and, and that's what he has. He has a big old Tom Hanks, <laughs> big old hog, big old Tom Hanks dripping hog. And so he says, all right. First thing I'm going to do, and that's the that's the really bad part, is what's really sick is he doesn't go and try to bang Cynthia Benson now that he's old. He goes and lives in, in the city, and then he he finds somebody who's who's older than he is to bang him, knowing that he is actually a 13 year old child. He meets uh, poor old Elizabeth Perkins, Susan, who I thought at the time was like in her mid 40s in that movie. She was like in her. She was in her mid twenties. She's she's like eighteen years older than me. That's crazy. Anyway, uh, so he 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 gets a job somehow. Gets a job at the toy store or the toy company. Fills out. He doesn't even have his full social security number on file, and the guy just you know fudges the numbers for him. Gets a job working next to John Lovitz doing data entry. In the middle of a work day, he calls his mother. And now he's just like, well, my mom doesn't believe that it's me as a, as a grown-up. So I'm just going to play along with this kidnapping storyline that she's conjured up in her head. So he calls his mother, sitting at his cubicle at work next to John Lovitz. And he's saying things like, you're going to get your son back, I promise. No, 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 he's, he's doing great. He's doing great. He's such a good kid. Yeah, you'll get you'll get your son back soon. I swear. And, and then starts singing a song that only they. And, and Lovitz is staring at him. It's like, what? 
if you were sitting at work and you're a guy next to you started he's on the phone talking about how you're gonna get your son back real soon i promise this guy who just came out of nowhere with a fake social security number talking about how you're gonna get your son back and nobody and by the way he also has the same name as a kid who's on a every milk carton in the city oh you know i Oh, look at this. Uh, there's a missing kid here. It says his name's Josh Baskin. Hey, I wonder if there's any relation to Josh Baskin who just started working at McMillan's Toy Company. Who I overheard on the phone talking about, hey, you're going to get your son back. Real soon, I promise. Eh, I'm sure it's just a coincidence. It's a huge city, millions of people. There's a, there's a million Josh Baskins who may or may not have been kidnapped or kidnapped somebody else. So then... So then, of course, what else, What does he do? Josh Baskin, he's a hungry young go-getter. He's running to the copying machine because somebody needs these copies by 5 o'clock and he's fucking, he's been dicking around making kidnapping phone calls to his mom all day using the company, using the company phone to make ransom calls to his, to his mother, to his own mother, pretending to be a kidnapper. And so now he hasn't done any of his work. So now he's sprinting to the copy machine. And who does he plow into? The fucking owner of the company, McMillan himself, Robert Loggia. And of course, do things go horribly? No, they go great for Josh Baskin because McMillan loves a little hustle. Uh, it's good to see somebody hustling around here. And uh, and and then of course, and then of course, who does he bump into at FAO Schwartz? Josh Baskin playing laser tag and they dance on the piano and they do a little song and they have a great time. And then what happens? Hey, we're pals now. You can play the piano and you love toys and you're a fucking goofball. You're a total stranger to me, but you're here playing laser tag with random children and you were making weird calls about getting your son back. You know what, kid? You're my new VP of R&D or whatever the hell he became. And so, so Josh Baskin gets promoted. He goes into a meeting where they're, they're demoing some new toys. And he says, I, I don't get it. What's fun about this? It's, it's funny as I get older, I take uh, the John Hurd asshole character. I, I tend to side with him. This guy's just going to work trying to do his job. Some young fucking go-getter little shithead comes in and he's he's he gets the guy was there for josh baskin was at this company for like what a, a month maybe and then he got promoted he got the huge office bob's office bob's office bigger than my office yeah josh baskin gets bob's old office he's the head of all this stuff he doesn't have to wear everybody else wearing suit and tie baskin doesn't have to he dresses like an asshole dresses like a little kid acts like a little kid then, well, then what does he do? He buys a huge, this, this apartment had to be at least, I don't know, 3,000 3, square feet, two, three, five. It's huge. It's a palatial, a palatial apartment uh, somewhere near the park, I believe. Uh, and he did, somehow he was able to get this apartment. I guess the same way he got the job. Just I guess in the eighties you could just put a fake, uh, fake social security number. How did he even? Uh, did anybody notice where were his checks going to? Did he have a bank? He obviously had a bank account because he went to the bank, and he got the check cashed. 
Was he just going to the bank every week with his check and getting it cashed? And then he paid for this apartment in cash? I can't imagine that was the case. Did he have any references or anything? Anyways, that's you overthink the little fantasy children's movie, but uh, you can't help but watch all these things and think, well, this doesn't, this, this is ridiculous. This is uh, preposterous. It's preposterous. Well, why didn't Kevin McAllister, any of the times he was out in public, he just tells somebody, hey, I'm home alone. Those fucking guys are going to come kill me. Okay, well, let's bring you to the police station and figure this out. Uh, these, these, these 80s children are a bunch of sociopaths, and you wonder why everybody my age is a fucking sociopath. Storm in the Capitol. <laughs> fucking, because they grew up with these assholes. Telling them it was okay to just do whatever fucking destructive thing comes to mind. And for, at least Macaulay Culkin, all he did was torture a couple imbeciles at his house. His house of, his house of, uh, fucking death traps and micro machines. Josh Baskin goes, gets a girlfriend and has sex with her, knowing that he's really a 13-year-old, he has, he penetrates, he's a, th- I don't care if you're Tom Hanks, you're still a 13-year-old kid with 13-year-old kid DNA, by the way. This could get real problematic for Susan real fast. So in, in Josh's rapid rise to the top of the toy company, he befriends and ultimately dates Susan, played by Elizabeth Perkins, who's a, a 20-something uh, hotshot executive as well, who's obviously dating John Hurd's character when, when Baskin comes into the picture. And also, it's not fair. Poor Susan. You know, John Hurd's character brings up like five different guys that she banged, including himself and now Baskin. It's like, God, every... Every woman was just, uh, yeah, in these in, in, in movies and TV back in the day, it was like, uh, she slept with everyone. Oh, well, then I guess she must be a real slut. D- definitely not the guys she's sleeping with who are sleeping with everyone, but only, only this female. You know, it's just like Jenny in, uh, in Forrest Gump. God forbid. Tom Hanks, he... What's, he's in every movie where like he's just some sociopath. Forrest Gump, you know, runs. He's an imbecile who just falls ass backwards into being a millionaire, just like Josh Baskin, and and then leaves a path of destruction for any woman who comes near him. And we're made to feel like, oh, poor Forrest. All he wanted to do was be with Jenny. Well, maybe, maybe, and I'm sorry to say this, but is it possible that Jenny didn't want to date and marry a simpleton? And then, of course, Jenny goes off and lives her life. And what happens? She gets AIDS and she dies because she had sexual relations and and did drugs. She did drugs. And you know what happens to anybody who ever has sex or does any drugs? They die of AIDS. And so that's what happened to poor Jenny. Although I would rather, <laughs> I would rather suffer Jenny's fate than the potential nightmare scenario that our beloved Susan would find herself in at the end of Big. Because we've all met Josh Baskin's mother. We don't know much about the dad. He seems like a fucking jackass. But Josh Baskin's mother is not taking any shit. She was about to murder her own son when he came back into the house the day that he woke up Big. And he was trying to reason with her. He's trying, Mom, it's me. I'm your son. I'm your son. 
And she grabs the knife and says, I'll fucking, I'll gut you like a fish, you fucking piece of shit. You scuzzy piece of filth. I'll gut you like a fish, you scuzzy piece of filth. You get out of here, you scuzzy piece of filth. Mom, but it's me. I'm your son. I'm your son. Mom, mom. And she screams and runs out. And she's like, I'm going to slice and dice. I'm going to slice and dice and mood, you fucker. That's what the police have been called. Like, it's still his DNA. It's still his fingerprint. I mean, the, and so imagine this. Imagine what could happen to Susan. Josh, so Josh befriends her. They start dating. And then, yes, indeed, they have relations. He finds himself inside of her with his man-sized penis, which is really a 13-year-old boy's penis. We're, you know, we don't like to address these things while we're watching our beloved childhood movie Big, but it's a 13-year-old kid having sex with a 27-year-old woman. Tom Hanks or not, he's still a 13-year-old kid. And, uh, you know, it's like if I was 13 years old and I, and, I, <laughs> and I put on a Mr. T costume, I'm not actually Mr. T, nor am I the same age as Mr. T. Uh, and if I was 13 year old, years old and had sex with somebody who was in their 20s when I was a 13-year-old wearing a Mr. T costume, the defense, oh, I thought I was banging Mr. T, is probably not going to hold up in court. Just like at the end of Big, when Tom Hanks, Josh Baskin, shrinks back into a 13-year-old right in front of Susan's eyes. And frankly, I know there's I know the look that she's giving in that scene is supposed to be like, oh my God, he's really is 13. I can't believe it. And he and he gives her this little sheepish little wave goodbye. And she waves goodbye and she has tears and she's like, he's he's the greatest man I've ever dated. To me, the look on her face is really like, oh my God. They think that this kid was kidnapped. They think that somebody came in and fucking stole this kid out of the house. And now he's back home. And no matter what this kid, this kid tried to convince his own mom that it was him. And she was about to slit his throat. So imagine this 13 year old kid walks back into a house wearing an adult sized business suit. And they're not going to bring him to the police and they're not going to fucking investigate further. And by the way, what happened to his apartment? He just left it. Oh, yeah. Hey, mom. Hey, where have you been, Josh? Oh, my God, you're home. I can't believe it. Oh, well, I was an executive at a toy company. And also, uh, I need to break the lease on my condo, <laughs> on my apartment in Manhattan. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, you think they're not going to fucking send the police to the, to, the, to the apartment in Manhattan? And they're going to sweep the place for prints and DNA to figure out who who is behind this child sex ring? And guess who the only fucking person is aside from Billy? And that's going to get weird too. That's going to get real weird real fast because they're going to find two. Basically, they're going to find two other people's DNA besides Josh. They're going to find Billy, Billy's DNA because I'm pretty sure there was just, yeah, there's, there's scenes where Billy's there and they're fucking playing uh, whatever pinball and shooting hoops. And they're going to find Susan. They're going to find her DNA in the bed and they're going to find, and then they're going to go find Susan at her house. And then they're going to fucking sweep Susan's house. And they're going to find, guess whose fingerprints, guess whose DNA is going to be all over Susan's apartment. You guessed it. Little 
bashful, little smiley, little stickball playing, little oral sex loving Josh fucking shimmy shimmy Cocoa Pop Baskin. So, even though we get to the end of the movie and Josh Baskin has already fucked Susan, Josh Baskin's fucking of Susan hasn't even begun when those credits roll. She is fucked because that Mrs. Baskin is not going to stop until anyone who has even laid a hand on her precious baby boy, her little butter, my little butter boy. She's not going to stop until they are destroyed six feet under the earth. And it all begins and ends with poor Susan, who just in that final scene, and you look at her face, some would say that's a, that's a look of, oh, I'm going to miss you so much. Uh-uh. That's the look of, holy shit, I banged a kid. I'm fucking finished. It's all, it's a lot of heavy stuff. That's fallen on Susan in those final moments of that beloved family-friendly movie from the 80s that we like to call Big. And I love that movie. But holy shit, there's some dark fucking crap. And then what's the next thing? Josh walks home in the big suit. Oh, Josh, where you been? I missed you. And then uh, Susan drives away. Oh, and by the way, even if nothing happens, even if Josh walks into his house and says... Hey, listen, guys, don't worry about it. I'm good. Everything's great. You, you think they're not going to ask him, by the way? Where the hell were you? Where have you been? What do you? Who kidnapped you? Where have you been? He's going to have to come up with such a fucking tall tale, and there's no way out of that because, again, he owns, he owns or rents, he resides in a humongous apartment <laughs> somewhere on the Isle of Manhattan, a very large, very luxurious, very expensive apartment that he no longer can afford because he just walked. Oh, that's the other thing, too. He, he, he literally fucks Susan. And then the final uh, meeting where he and Susan have been tasked with coming up with a whole new line of a whole new toy line. And he's talking about like the interactive electronic comic books and all these other things that. And frankly, by the way, uh, John Hurd's character is the only sane one in the room. Because guess, guess what? The, that movie was uh, 33 years ago, talking about electronic interactive comic books uh, that you could just buy at the store. And I know like in the last 10 years, we've gotten maybe something like that, uh, maybe on an iPad, but I'm not a comic book person. I haven't seen any electronic interactive comic books uh, anytime recently. Anytime ever. So in 1988, the notion that somebody was going to, that they were going to be able to create these uh, interactive choose your own adventure animated comic, but they're basically, they're basically saying, Hey, it's 1988. Let's invent an iPad. And meanwhile, McMillan, the head of the place, he's like, that's a great, ah, wonderful, wonderful. And fucking John Hurd is like, uh, what are you serious? Like, we can't do that. We don't have the technology doesn't even exist. It's 1988. You jackass. We can't do that. And so what does Tom Hanks do? What does Josh Baskin? He gets up and he walks out. 
he and Susan are supposed to pitch this big new toy idea. He walks out. He fucking leaves her there to go find Zoltar. Like a little fucking sociopath that he is. He leaves her in the middle of that office, in that meeting, in that conference room. And she's now she has to fend for herself. Oh, my God. The, the fucking torture. I, and, and you can only imagine what Susan has put herself through if her last boyfriend was John Hurt, who is an asshole. He's a total asshole. You know, he fucking cheats at that fucking paddle ball, handball thing that they're playing, and then he punches Josh Baskin, and he's a he's a total prick. But he's also, he seems to be, like, a pretty savvy business person and, uh, you know, has obviously helped uh, in, in some part lead the company to success. Uh, and he's got a pretty, he, he's, he makes a good point when they're presenting this electronic interactive comic book, like, how the fuck are we supposed to do this? And it's a great point because at no time in the eighties or the nineties or or in the in the twenty some odd years that would follow that movie did anyone uh, shelve uh, electronic interactive comic books at, a, at your local comic book shop. Not that I know of, anyways. Again, I'm sure when the iPad came out, I'm sure they've got something. But you know what? I used to I used to have a little like DC comic the app, and you could buy like. I tried to get into comic. I've tried so many times in my life to get into comic books, and I can't. But I had the app. I had a DC app and a Marvel app, and I would just download some some digital comic books. All it is, it's just the same comic book you get in the store, except it's on your iPad. There was nothing interactive about it. That's called a cartoon, uh, or a video game, an animated, <laughs> an animated comic book already exists. It's called cartoons, and an interactive comic book already exists. It's called video games. So. Yeah, so evil John Hurd has a pretty good point when he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is a stupid idea. It's a total waste of money. We're, you're going to tank the company, you asshole. And then old man Robert Loggia is like, well done. Well done, Josh. Uh, put all our money into these comic books, these electronic comic books that we're going to charge kids $50 per comic book to read. Let's do this. Anyway, so, so Josh bails on the meeting. Because he's like, I fucking, you talk about imposter syndrome. This guy finally realizes, I don't even fucking know what I'm talking about. I'm actually a kid. I'm sorry. I got to go. Susan bails because she's like, well, eh, this was all actually kind of Josh's presentation. And he just left me uh, hanging here high and dry. So now I look like an asshole. So I'm going to actually get out of here too. Uh, See you guys. Because in the 80s, I guess you could just get up and walk out of a big, giant, important meeting. Uh, Sounds great. In Penny Marshall's 80s. that Well, so back in those days, the kids would just get up out of meetings so they could go play stickball because that's what everybody, everybody loves stickball. So, so, so he's now, he's now fucked her a few times before even turning back into a child. Uh, once with his penis, at least well, that we know of, at least once. And then again in the big meeting in the conference room, the big pitch for the new toy line. And now she's about to get the mother load, so to speak, as she watches this adult get out of her car and walk across the street. And by the time he gets to the sidewalk, he's a child. And she's looking and saying, oh, my God, I just, I, this guy was inside me. And he's not a guy. He's a kid. Uh, Yeah. So that's, that's what happened to Susan. That's what happened to Josh. 
and uh, and I'm sure what happened after the credits rolled would really be a, an even a much more interesting movie than what we saw before the credits, which is called uh, Big Part Two, uh, the Revenge of Josh's Mother and the fucking brutal end of Susan, who either one of two things spends the rest of her life in a, in prison in a federal prison or some behind some kind of bars for raping a child and you could talk about zoltar all day long the dna dna doesn't give a shit what you what you thought you were banging whatever grown up you thought you were having sex with uh, the dna uh, shows us this is uh, this belongs to 13-year-old Josh Baskin, Susan, so I'm sorry. Uh, and even if somehow Josh Baskin walked back into his house and said, hey, listen, Mom, Dad, let's not discuss any further. All that matters is I'm home, I'm alive, I'm in a giant suit, and I have a uh, $3,000 a month <laughs> apartment that we need to take care of in New York City. Uh, that's covered with all kinds of de- just let me figure it out i'll take care of it it's all good but let's not let's not go any further down this rabbit hole just leave it alone even if that's how it ended everybody's happy nobody asks a single question nobody asks a single follow-up question when their 13 year old son shows up in a giant suit at the front door after being gone for months and months and months even in that scenario the mental breakdown that Susan is going to have when she goes home and she processes everything that's just happened after clearly being in what was probably a a verbally and emotionally abusive relationship with John Hurd's character and all the other names that, uh, that he mentioned of the people that she's banged who clearly weren't that great. If like, if she's like, okay, well I'm done dating these guys. Now I'm going to move on to this asshole. And then Josh Baskin comes along and he's the first guy that she's actually, uh, you know, really likes his personality and stuff but oh by the way he's a kid the she's going to be locked up somewhere whether it's prison or in a padded cell that's the end of susan what do you think she's gonna she just goes home and says, well that was a fun adventure guess it's back to the old nine to five and then people you don't think people are going to ask like this guy just just abandoned his job he walked out of a meeting and he never returned and he's got his apartment, and he's got his office, and we've got all this paperwork and all this information. Hey, look, he even put his address on here, which leads us back to the same home address where this 13-year-old kid just showed up in a giant suit yesterday. And then, what? I mean, oh, yeah, it's a Zoltar machine. And then what are they going to do? They're going to find this supernatural Zoltar machine? Who made the Zoltar machine? They're gonna fi- uh, anyway, it's a fun fantasy Family fun, friendly fun, happy fun movie that we should not think anything any deeper than what we're just seeing here. It's just a good old-fashioned love story between a small child and a grown woman. But it's okay because the small child was disguised as a grown-ass adult. So, cool. (laughs) No harm, no foul. And she's okay, too. He gets to just go back to his home, and she just goes back, and that's it. Another another day, another dime. Anyway, that's the story of how big is one of the most fucked up movies ever. Ooh, Shalita, walking down the street ten times a week. Suck you in the stomach three more times. 
You ain't gonna have that kid, bitch. <laughs> Josh says Josh Baskin. Says <laughs> 13 year old Josh Baskin. After, as he's punching a prostitute in the stomach. Oh my god. Awful movie. I show this movie to my kids. What kind of father am I? All right. So yeah. Uh, big. Now streaming on the Stars Network. <laughs> go, go enjoy it. All right. That's it. See ya. Look, I know I don't look like myself, okay? But something really strange happened. And I'm really scared. I need you to help me. My best friend. I can prove it to you. Oh, the space goes down, down, baby, down, down the roller goes. Sweet, sweet, baby, sweet, sweet, don't let me go. Shimmy, shimmy, cocoa bar, shimmy, shimmy, rock, shimmy, shimmy, cocoa bar, shimmy, shimmy, rock. I'm at a girlfriend, a trisket, she said a trisket, a biscuit, ice cream, soda, pop, no, I'm out. Who's your leader? Walking down the street, ten times a week. I met it, I said it, I stole my mama's credit, I'm cool, I'm hot, suck you in the stomach three more times. Josh? Suck you in the stomach three more times. Suck you in the stomach three more times. Suck you in the stomach three more times.